Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I would anticipate with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. So when you say, is there any thought, uh, I think we'll strain our, uh, we'll, we'll push the hell out of it. That was Jerry Jones yesterday. Finally, they going all in. What does that actually mean? Are you rolling your eyes as usual over Jerry's comments? That was made at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Good morning, Metroplex. Sean, RJ, and Bobby joined by someone at that very event. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com on the DNM Leasing Hotline here on 105.3 The Fed. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Doing pretty good here in Mobile, Alabama, uh, covering the Senior Bowl and also covering a little bit of Jerry Jones talk. You can never get away from it. But, uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff coming out of yesterday, but I appreciate being on. What's going on, fellas? What does that statement mean to you? What do you think he meant by all in? Yeah, I think that's still something that everyone's questioning, including us that were there. Uh, You know, whenever you look at whenever he says that going all in, the all in approach, um, you know, does that necessarily mean going into free agency, trying to get, you know, some big name free agents? That was a question that I had thrown out there. And uh, he d- didn't give a clear answer as far as what they wanted to do in free agency. And he said that, you know, kind of the same kind of rhetoric as far as, hey, there's players here that we got to get a contract. He said there's an opportunity to disrupt without getting a free agent. So, you could, okay, then you look at the coaching staff. He's already decided to bring back Mike McCarthy. He complimented Dan Quinn and what he was able to bring in the last three years as defensive coordinator. <clears throat> so, you know, there's not necessarily an opportunity to change there. So what necessarily does all-in mean? And I think that's, that's something that the fans are questioning as well. Stephen Jones, he had talked afterward, and I had asked him, you know, the fans, the frustration coming out of everything coming out of this past season was – okay, you're having this regular season success and it's continued under Mike McCarthy, but the postseason results are still the same. How can you, you know, sell the product when they go to Oxnard if, it's, if there's not a major change or if there's not, you know, anything different that, that can give them optimism? And he said, there's really not. I mean, you have to understand that, you know, this is the way that the fans feel. They have a rightful way to feel that way, he said. And until we are able to create more postseason success, uh, they, they have a right to feel that way. And so I, I think also in that same sense, there's a right for fans to kind of feel like, okay, what does this all-in approach necessarily mean? And, and they can't really feel that until they're shown that here in the offseason. I'm curious what exactly that does mean down the stretch. And uh, if we're going into Oxnard and there's not a feeling of that all-in, quote-unquote, then I think that's going to be one of the bigger questions asked in that first week out in California is, okay, well, where does that all-in approach go from here? I, I think that's going to be one of the bigger storylines that kind of dominates this offseason. Yeah, Nick, you know, when, when they say – or when Jerry says all-in and he talks in that respect and, and like, you know, you said, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly what that means. I think for fans it feels probably like 
okay, here's another campaign promise. Here's Jerry saying, read my lips, no new taxes. Like he's, he's, he's trying to sell something knowing that people are upset and we need to see tangible evidence of that. Do you think that some of this in that sense yesterday from Jerry is like, hey, I, I know I got to smooth things over and, and he's just kind of trying to generally speak? Or, or do you think that there is a genuine plan here behind that and we just haven't ascertained yet what that is? I, I, I would assume that there is a genuine plan, honestly, because whenever you look at what they were saying coming out of that Green Bay game is, OK, we're going to have to step back and evaluate this thing from a, a, a holistic approach. And that was the word that was talked from Jerry and Steven yesterday. We have to look at this all from a holistic approach. We tried to dive into, you know, Dak's cap hit. How do you rework that? Do you try to rework that before free, uh, free agency starts? And he stayed away from all of that talk. And he was like, we're not going to talk about any contracts, you know. We love Dak. Dak is, you know, a great quarterback here, so on and so forth. It's like, okay, then where do you find that change? And that's where we kind of tried to needle as far as free agency. Okay, and he gave us that rhetoric and then coaching, and he, he talked on that point. So it, maybe he does have a plan. Uh, they, they said they're still in the middle of their evaluation process as far as looking back in, in 2023 and, you know, looking at that holistic approach and how they can, you know, evaluate some things. But I, I think if you look at it, over a quarter of their active roster are set to be free agents here on in March 13th. And they're going to have to make an impact in that way to be able to kind of create some roster turnover and create some roster change. So I think free agency is probably the opportunity where you see that. But does that necessarily mean that big names come into Dallas and, you know, you're able to hit some splashed guys and have a different free agency than what you've had in the past? I, I just don't know. And I don't feel like that's probably the realistic approach if you're looking at the past and trying to base it off of that. But, I mean, those are one of the few opportunities that an all-in approach could qualify under. We're just going to have to see as time goes on. Nick Harris, Cowboys.com, join us here at 105 Through the Fans. Sorry, so with that Dak situation and with, you know, kind of not really knowing whether that they can do anything without signing him to an extension – based on that, like, is there any way for them money-wise to, it's $20 million in the hole right now. If they don't sign him to an extension, will they be able to do CD? Will they be able to do Micah? Yeah, that's, that's the question. And you have to work Dak before you work anything. I would be surprised, and this is my personal take, I'd be surprised if Dak does not get his extension because you need that cap room both this year. And uh, they've always spoke confidently about Dak. I mean, this, this event last year, they were talking about how they wanted Dak to be the quarterback for the next 10 years of the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, even though the, the postseason success has not been there, he's coming off of a season where he's going to finish on the podium for the MVP uh, they like what he's been able to pair with Mike McCarthy as a play caller. I would be really surprised if Dak does not get, get his extension uh, and even sometime soon because they need that room to be able to work in free agency, to work CD's contract, to work Micah Parsons' contract. So I, it, I just don't see how there's a, a possibility where he heads into that final year with that big $58, $59 million cap hit, whatever it is, and the team is comfortable with that. You know, the cap, the cap room is definitely going to have to be figured out in that sense. Nick, how would you rank the likelihood of those three deals getting done this offseason? So so rank the order in which you think it's most likely it gets done between Dak, Lamb, and Parsons. Yeah, I would rank it just in that order, Dak, C.D., Parsons. Um, I, I don't think there's necessarily a need to get Parsons done this offseason from the front office's perspective. I mean, you look at they had the opportunity to kind of do that with C.D. last year um, as far as going into that fourth season. 
um, on the rookie deal with the first round pick. They decided not to. So they kind of pushed that to this offseason. And I think there's probably a better opportunity to do that this offseason with CD. Um, whereas, you know, they're, they're still looking at some other options as well. They're going to have to figure out running back if they want to get a free agent or bring back Tony Pollard. Um, and there's some opportunities as well with some other guys on, on the current roster. I don't necessarily see Parsons getting done this offseason. That's just my betting odds. But I could see CD and, and Dak certainly getting done. And I think something very interesting with the CD deal is, okay, do you wait for Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson to get their deals done? Or do you try to rush and get that done before those two come around? I think between those three, there's going to be a major reset in the receiver market this offseason. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com on the DNM leasing hotline. What were the reasons that Jerry gave yesterday for bringing McCarthy back? Uh, he pointed to the, the regular season success, you know, 12 and five. I mean, he, he liked the first year as the play caller uh, with Dak Prescott. He says that he's seen Dak improve under Mike. And he said that he still sees room to grow uh, for Dak Prescott under Mike. And he said, that's actually a plus whenever you look at a 30 year old quarterback going into his eighth year saying that there's still room to grow and that there's an opportunity there with McCarthy to be able to do that in 2024. So uh, very complimentary of Mike. You know, he had had that three-hour-plus conversation with McCarthy in the week after the Green Bay game. It was right before he officially made that decision to bring him back for the fifth year. And he said they talked about everything from top to bottom and talking about that holistic approach. I think it really started then. And he sees McCarthy as the vision for the future. And, you know, we had asked him, okay, so you're sending McCarthy – potentially into the final year of his deal. Will he coach under that final year of the deal? And he said, no, not necessarily. And he said that there's still an opportunity where, you know, McCarthy is a vision for the future of this team. So, I, I mean, I think there's still a lot of questions that Jerry even has to ask himself about McCarthy. If that's, if that's the answer to that question is, okay, do you see him being here then three, four years down the line, or is this truly a one-year test trial and basically have to go prove to get into the NFC championship game or have a respectable performance in the divisional game. You know, what does necessarily constitute a positive result at the end of the day? I think that would be a really big question kind of hanging over the team throughout the year when it came to Mike McCarthy. Nick, he had said yesterday that um, you know he doesn't see a barrier uh, or a reason why he wouldn't hire Bill Belichick or an ability to work with him. Do you think that before he made the decision on Mike, because that was about a week almost, that he make a call or two to Bill or Harbaugh or any other coach out there to kind of gauge interest? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Obviously, I, I think if, if Jerry uh, did, then he obviously wouldn't say that. Um, and he was asked, if, did you make any calls? And he said, no, you know, there was no contact made in that in that week before and focused solely on Mike. But you know, I, I think that comment more so stems from, I mean, he said last week, I mean, that's that's, that's going to be a headline whenever you see Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones's name paired together. I think that's just an opportunity to give Bill some praise. I I, I think there was probably more, more, um, more smoke than gas, I think, whenever that statement was made. I, I don't see Bill Belichick necessarily as a quality fit in Dallas just based on, you know, what he wants from a, a franchise. I mean, there's reports coming out that the Atlanta thing kind of fell through because he wanted more control than Atlanta was comfortable giving him. And I think, you know, with the organization, the way it's run for, you know, uh, over 30 years under Jerry Jones, I just don't see that marriage necessarily working out. But I, I mean, Jerry Jones, Bill Belichick, that their relationship goes back a long time. They have respect for each other. You know, I'm sure Jerry feels like they could work well together, but I guess it would be Bill's, Bill's instance that would be uh, the bigger headline. So you were there for him talking about Belichick? 
I, I was not. Just read Jory Epstein, uh, Jory Epstein on Yahoo Sports, her, uh, her article this morning, um, kind of recapping their one-on-one conversation from yesterday in Mobile. What is the feeling or whispers about Dan Quinn's return out there? Yeah, I mean, the, the Ben Johnson news coming down yesterday right after Jerry and Steven talked and Ben Johnson saying that he's going to stay in Detroit, uh, I think that kind of put a little bit more loom over the whole entire situation saying, okay, then there's probably an increased chance here that Quinn could land with either Washington or Seattle. And Seattle has always felt like the threat, but now Washington is starting to creep as an equal type threat. I mean, Dan Quinn is a very serious candidate out there in D.C. Uh, to stay in the NFC East. So, you know, with both of those still looming and still, you know, uh, uh, evaluating their options, I, I think this could be an interesting week here down the stretch. Um, there's not necessarily one feeling one way or the other. I think um, everyone's just kind of waiting to see what happens. Everyone knows that Seattle and Washington are taking Dan Quinn very seriously and that they're in the final, you know, three, two, three, four candidates to choose from. Um, and then they'll just kind of move forward from there. We had kind of asked him, uh, Jerry Jones, if there was a plan if Quinn were to take one of those jobs. And he just decided to praise Quinn and said, yeah, he's an outstanding coach. We'll leave it at that. So, um, you know, we'll kind of see if there is a plan on the backside of that. I, I would assume it would have to be a quick one uh, just because, you know, they're going through the draft process. And if, if there's a defensive coordinator change and some position coaches heading out the door, then they're going to have to figure out what their philosophy is before they move forward in this draft process. But, yeah, definitely an interesting uh, interesting storyline as well. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. So give us a rundown of some of these players that we should be paying attention to and your uh, day one observations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're looking at that pick number 24, right? And offensive line help, I think, is the biggest uh, biggest area of need whenever you look at the first round. And this is one of the deepest tackle classes you could ask for in recent memory. I, there's an opportunity for eight or nine tackles to go here in the first round. And if you want to get a tackle in this draft, you better get them early. And there's a couple of them here. Uh, Tyler Guyton, the offensive tackle out of uh, Oklahoma, uh, looked really good yesterday. He was my MVP from day one, just really strong, uses his hands really well. You can also look at Jordan Morgan out of Arizona. He's been mocked by ESPN and NFL Network to the Cowboys at 24. He lost a couple reps yesterday. It took him a little bit to get comfortable, but he looks really good. He stacks a lot of experience that he's bringing from the college game. And then if you're maybe looking in that interior, if the Cowboys decide to move on from Tyler Biotish with him being a free agent, there's a center from Oregon, Jackson Powers Johnson. He's a mauler up front. He played four of the five offensive line positions in college at Oregon, just turned 21 a couple of weeks ago. And he looked really good yesterday. Great base, uh, a really good anchor that kind of sinks into the turf here in Mobile and uh, really strong in the run game as well. And I think if you're looking for a center to potentially replace Biotish, you got to find one that's good in the running game. And you're not going to find many better than Jackson Powers Johnson. But offensive line, that's kind of been the storylines that I've been looking for in the first round this week. You can look at the linebacker position up there back home in Frisco. You look at Edger and Cooper, not the participating this week at the Shrine Bowl, but was able to interview and kind of catch up with everybody. That's an intriguing option, too, potentially in the second round. So, yeah, really good talent here at these two bowl games throughout the course of this week. It's, a, it's been fun to track. Nick, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Enjoy that Mobile nightlife. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great one. Nick Harris, DNM Leasing Hotline. Let's get your spreads ready. The Super Bowl spreads, what's going to be on your table. Let's cook it up. Let's grill it up. It's a Meat Church Wednesday with Matt Pittman next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is a Meet Church Wednesday, brought to you by our friends at Mr. Electric, who have the power to make things better, and that means Matt Pittman getting you ready for your Super Bowl spreads, and he's getting ready for national television. Well, which we'll get to in a second here on Sean and RJ. Good morning, brother. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Super Bowl spreads. What do you usually go to? What are you planning for this year that we can all try to mimic and copy? Well, uh, you got to get the administrative stuff out of the way. You got to plan first off. Um, you know, a lot of people just kind of like go to the grocery store at the last minute. Um, so what I tell people is, you know, I kind of look at things in four categories, maybe three, but you got to have dips and appetizers. So I'm kind of separating those. Um, you got to have wings uh, because that's the thing, right? And then you got to have some sort of main but mainly people just want to graze like every Super Bowl party I've ever been to people are hanging around the potluck or, you know, the bar in the kitchen or whatever. And people are just grazing the entire time. It's not a traditional meal. So for me, it's heavy on the dips, apps and wings. And then, it, like I said, if you're going to do a main, then, you know, you're going to do a pulled pork, a brisket, ribs or whatever, but mostly the, the prior stuff. Um, and I made a bunch of notes and listed a whole bunch of them out. You know, if you want some, uh, some choices, but that's what I do at first. I make a big kind of menu and say, these, this is what I'm going to serve. Make sure you go get it all. And actually you can cook a bunch of it in advance, uh, which is another key thing for people because that way you can, you know, enjoy the game commercials, hang out with your buddies or whatever, and not be focused on cooking the entire time. All right. I, w- I would like to dive into the dip category. I have to have Chobby, this, dip. this is your go-to, right, Dish? I probably, when I go to Super Bowl party, like the, some of the ones we go to, uh, the lady who owns the house, she owns like uh, like a Baja restaurant. Like so, she has like a bunch of fajitas. Always fajitas, right? But I just crush the dips. And you, but that's yeah. your specialty that you make. It's the only thing I know how to make in the entire kitchen mm. is, is 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 a, is a queso dip. Queso. Uh, but I use cream cheese instead of like actual like uh like a you know Velveeta or anything. I use right. Like, so, like, so outside of the Daisy dips, you have the Daisy <laughs> dips, and then for you make a separate queso. Pittman, that, give absolutely. us some of the top two or three dips that we can try to make? Well, first off, all these are on meatchurch.com, and they have corresponding YouTube videos on Meat Church YouTube if people want to follow. But um, smoked queso is by far and away the number one dip that we have. Uh, and it and it does have a core Velveeta. You can go traditional and skip the Velveeta and do something else. But listen, again, don't be afraid of some store-bought ingredients for an event like this because you're trying to make it easy so you can hang. 
Um, I've got beer cheese dip. Uh, my wife. All right, so hang on, hang on. With that, with, with that smoked queso, what all is usually going in that? Because I see like okay. nine different things thrown in. Every a bunch of different tolos. Try out this recipe. Yeah, I mean, so the core of it is like I said, Velveeta. Um, you put cream of something in it. So the recipe calls for cream and mushroom. Don't be alarmed by that. You can use cream of chicken, cream of jalapeno. You can get it at H-E-B, cream of whatever to loosen that queso up. Uh, you're going to put Rotel in it with the juice, which also loosens it up. Um, and then the key, one of the big keys is the meat. You know, you can just use hot breakfast sausage. You can use venison. You can use ground beef, brisket trim, whatever to kind of make it hearty. So when you get a big scoop of it, it's not just cheese. You're kind of getting a meal uh, in a bite. And what? it's super easy. I mean, it comes together in less than an hour on the smoker oven, however you want to do it. So what is your your preferred meat in there, though? Because I really do feel like that one can shift a queso pretty aggressively. Like, I, I've never oh, – yeah. I, I like breakfast sausage and stuff like that or, or whatever else. But, like, when that's in a queso, I feel like it changes the, the taste too much. It can make it almost, like, a little sweet. What What's your preferred one? I've always been a seasoned ground beef guy. Yeah, if you want to middle of the road, go ground beef. That won't change the profile. If you want to get spice, do hot breakfast sausage or chorizo or an Italian sausage. Um, so just kind of whatever you want. But like you said, ground beef will just kind of keep it more about the queso than the meat that's in it. Matt Pittman for a Meat Church Wednesday brought to you by Smokers themselves, and that is Mr. Electric here on 105.3 The Fan. All right, give us another dip. Um, I would go smoked cream cheese, not really a dip, but, you know, eaten in the same way. It's to me, you got to be the number one football appetizer of the past couple seasons. Wow. I mean, you buy a block of cream cheese, you season it with your favorite meat church rub, and you put it on a smoker for one to two hours, whatever you got time for it, like 220. You can't screw it up. Um, I do usually put it on either a cedar plank or for presentation or some aluminum foil with uh, like, you know, cooking spray on it. But that stuff just gets inhaled. I've not met any person that doesn't like that yet, and it's dirt cheap. I've never done that. I love cream cheese. Cream cheese is great. I've never done uh, a smoked I, one, though. No. Just I throw never, it on there. Never even thought of that. Never, never even thought of it. That you could do that. And you can top it. Like, if you think about holidays, people top cream cheeses with pepper jellies. You can do the same thing. You can get a pepper jelly or something to pour across the top of it. You can also take it out of the block form and put things in it. So you could chop up things like onions and chives. And roll it into a ball and then kind of, you know, shape it and smoke it like that if you want to put things in the cream cheese, which isn't as common, but very delicious. I feel like I lose a man card if I put jelly on my cream cheese. That's, per- I, I have oh, a. Oh, but it like adds. No. It's like, it's like a bagel. It's a block. It's a mental block. Yeah. Can't do it. All right. I got a wing. I got a major wing issue. I got a wing problem. Orange magic. I know. Uh, shut up. <laughs> we know. Shut up. Yeah, it's back. Shut G- up. Gavin is living rent free in his <laughs> He really is. <laughs> He's Jordan. Lo- He's my Jordan love. I thought it was San Fran. Um, so. I, I, I don't love smoking wings anymore because of the skin issue. All right, I got the taste, and then people are like, oh, just, you know, remove my big green egg deflector plate and get it on the real grill and fire it up and get that crispy skin. Then my it gets out of control. Then I end up burning the skin. I cannot get crispy skin wings by smoking them. What is your solution or advice for that for Super Bowl Sunday wings? All right, I'm going to give you two options. So on the grill, what I would do on the egg is leave the deflector plate in, but still try to run it up really hot, so much hotter than a you know traditional smoking temperature like 250. Um, I tell people all the time, smoked wings aren't going to be crispy. you got to be realistic about your expectations. So to get crisp, there's a bunch of things you can do. Um, but if you're just straight grilling, it has to be hot and fast. End of story. If you're on a pellet grill, I grill them at like 450, you know, just to try to get them 
as crisp as possible. Um, there are in that same vein, there are some options you can, when you season them, you can put some cornstarch on the wings. If you've got room in your fridge, dry your wings off the night before the Super Bowl, lay them on a sheet pan, put them in your fridge overnight to dry the skin out. That helps. And then high temperature. But here's a game changer. My number one favorite thing for football is what I call our um, the crispiest chicken wings ever. I have a recipe on the website. That's what it's called and a YouTube video. This will blow your mind. But you take a naked wing and you and you fry it at 220 for 20 minutes. And then you have to rest them for one hour. But you can do that the day before, the week before, whatever. Um, and then all you do on Super Bowl day is you fry for 10 minutes at 400. And it will be like shatteringly crispy. Now, there's nothing on it. So when you're done with it, um, you either have to toss it in something, which you can toss it in a variety of sauces, or you could spray it with like a cooking spray and then season it because the wings are going to be so dry, the seasoning would bounce off of it. It will blow you away. So it's a double it's fr- so simple. It's a double fried double wing. Fried. It's a double fried wing, and you can do the first step the day before. Uh, and then all you got to do is fry them 10 minutes. So you could have a fryer going, your buddies are over, and you're dropping wings in 10 minutes at a time. Tons of wings. I tell people wings are the main thing to do. Because when you pull them out, no matter how you cook them, you can go all these different directions. You can have Asian flavors, barbecue flavors, garlic and herb, Parmesan, whatever. You know, so you can satisfy a bunch of appetites. I'm done, telling you, huge. We, we've done the cornstarch on the wings before. <clears throat> I felt like it either changed the taste or the texture profile. Did we just use too much? Is that how that works? Yeah, pro- yeah probably too much. It's kind of tricky because you want to mix it in with your seasoning. You don't want a whole lot of it. So to be honest with you, I've done it, have recipes, videos on it, but it's not my go-to. You would never, you hardly ever catch me doing that, really. Good question, Chop. I'm proud of you. So, hey, look, we, 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 I, I, I give Sarah that credit. I know she's she, a big she barbecue fan. It. I didn't, I didn't cornstarch that. I, I like the air fryer the next day, heating yeah. them up in the air fryer. Could you do that instead of the second fry? Yeah, you can, um, but you know. I don't want to get caught on an air fryer. I'm an outdoor cook, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Matt, what is in general at, at a Super Bowl party like? What's the most common sin you see from somebody who's prepped something? What do you What do you look at and you say, mm. "Do not be that guy this year. Don't do this for your Super Bowl spread." Besides the air fryer, yeah. Besides the air fryer, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've you know, I'm just there having a good time drinking my Miller Lights. So I don't, you know, I don't. But, but I mean, I'll say this, I think the one, this is kind of silly people, you know, have their food out way before the party and way after. And you know, if you've had this food sitting on the counter for five hours and you're drunk and you're still eating it and the next day, you wonder why your stomach hurts because you sat there <laughs> and you ate this food that sat on the counter for hours. But that's the kind of biggest thing I see. All right. Set us Nobody up. You teased us a couple weeks ago. Yesterday you texted me. It's going down. This is Matt Pittman. It's a meat church Wednesday brought to you by Mr. Electric. And you are doing a Super Bowl cook-off with Jimmy Fallon. This is happening? Yeah, Monday night. Monday night, New York City. On Fallon's uh, show, like live on his show. Yeah, yeah, like like live, live. Yeah. Wow. Like they're picking me up in a car and driving me over wow. to the studio. Wow. <laughs> all right. So what are you doing? Yeah. How's it all? How, what are you cooking? And, and, and how's the whole thing playing out? Well, I don't know what I'm cooking yet, um, but it's uh, they did this last year. Uh, it was after the Super Bowl, and so it was like a Super Bowl leftovers challenge. And so uh, Tariq and and uh, Jimmy had to uh, battle it out against each other and who could make the best dish out of these Super Bowl leftovers. So it's going to be similar, but this is obviously before the game, so it won't be called leftovers. But 
Uh, I'm actually going to be uh, teamed up with Tariq uh, against Jimmy and another well-known barbecue person. Um, I won't let the cat out of the bag on that. But um, anyway, we just worked through all the details yesterday, but it's, it's real. Like we don't get to plan in advance and it's going to be, you know, chaotic three minutes to put it together. And then Questlove is going to come out and judge it, uh, blind judge, taste test it. And the winner is going to get this like gigantic uh, golden chicken wing. Wow. Wow. I can't even imagine. Like, like <laughs> what is your life, Matt Pittman, that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to Fallon. Questlove's going to eat my food and tell me how good it is. Like, Is your it's... wife in awe? Our wives do not give a rip uh, yeah. about us on the radio. 100,000 watts, home of the Cowboys. Is, is Mrs. Pittman just, just in awe? Yeah, that you nailed it. So when I go do cool stuff, like I'm going to Dak's house, she's like, she doesn't even like blink. I know. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm not saying she's mean. She just is like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, Jimmy Fallon's uh, person emailed, wants to bring me on the show, says he's a big fan. She's like, what'd you say? And she's like, she's going ballistic. She's been shopping for a month straight. So yeah, for what? This is, this is, for her outfit? For what's she going to wear? Yeah. What's she going to wear and blah, blah, blah. So she's going to get on yeah, TV. She's stoked. I don't know. She's gonna be in the audience, so we'll we'll see. All right. Man. She's way better looking than I am. Matt Pittman, <laughs> AK Meat Church, all the recipes. Brian brought us will tell you on YouTube and meatchurch.com. I, I ate some meat church last night. Kristen uh threw it on some uh chicken with some broccoli and some other stuff. It was great. It was the holy gospel. Nice. Thank AK. you, brother. We appreciate it. So what is the main that you're cooking yourself? I'm glad you asked. My favorite since college, shrimp brochette. My buddy Dave Jimenez, uh, he always did well, way better for himself than we did. And so he could afford these big old shrimp right out of college and we were all broke. And so he would spend hours taking shrimp, butterflying them open, putting jack cheese and jalapeno in it, wrapping it in bacon and grilling it. And so, I don't know, it's stuck in my head ever since college. And it's my favorite thing uh, to just sit there and pick at and eat. And while it might not sound like a main, if you make 200 of them, it is a main. So that recipe is on our website, and we got a YouTube video on that as well. They're super good. Monday night, live on Jimmy Fallon, our boy Matt Pittman with a Meat Church Wednesday brought to you by Mr. Electric. Thank you, brother. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See ya. He's so good. Matt Pittman on the DNM Leasing Hotline here on DFW Sports Station. Thanks for being a Tolo, and hopefully you all, you all enjoy the food talk. I know Brian brought us, man. He's like, I'm just watching more food videos than I am studying tape in terms of breaking down players. All right, uh, we are your home of the Cowboys and Rangers. Could Baker Mayfield get a contract richer than Dak this offseason? That's next and below the belt right here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The great Bobby Belt. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not. Payne Baker Mayfield more than Dak Prescott. Might happen, especially if Jerry Jones is seriously not wanting to rework Dak Prescott's deal. More on Baker Mayfield in just a second. But Jerry Jones did talk out in Mobile, Alabama yesterday where the Senior Bowl is going on. Stephen Jones talked as well. And Jerry was asked about... Dak Prescott's future, his contract. And this has been, Sean, it's your opinion that this has been spun a little bit so far. Yeah, the headline that they're all going to on TV is basically, uh, I've, I've, I'm the same place I am with him. I'm in the same place I am. To me, that meant and means I have believed in him and I'm going to continue to believe. I would and, think so. And people are trying to spin it as... Well, no, I haven't really seen anything different. I haven't seen anything different to make me go ahead and bump up the money or have to pay him right now with 55 or $60 million. You know, when it comes to paying these guys, the only one he's really been truly open about was that I can think of, correct me if I'm wrong, was, was Micah. About a year, year and a half ago, he was like, well, we're going to have to get Micah Parsons done. Micah Parsons, like, we're going to have to give him the world. He's never talked about that. Similarly with Dak. And the one that I would feel the most disrespected as if I were that player is CeeDee Lamb. I think he kind of does. Yeah. At times. There are times where I think you see some of his frustration early in the year, I think, was like, I'm trying to get my stuff done. You guys haven't got it done yet. Now I'm not being included and we're losing ball games. And I think that's where that frustration is. We asked him about paying Lamb and. He gave an and, and and we also asked him about like getting Lamb the ball and he's like, well, I don't necessarily like, want to. I don't know. I don't know about sp- that. Spread it out. <laughs> Why would I want to? Why would yeah. I want to? Let's yeah. get it to the other different options. And he didn't trip over his skis in making it sound like they were so desperate to pay this eighty-eight. So, on the on the, on the on the extension disrespect scale, I'd be the most ticked if I was Lamb, then Dak, then Micah. Let's see if the uh, the Tolos interpret the Jerry Jones comments the same way you did as he spoke in, spoke in Mobile yesterday. Dak has done nothing to change my mind okay. of any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that right. we'd go as far as Dak takes us right. in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. Go feel? as far as Dak takes us. Right. How do you feel you played? And that's how far we went. Right. So Okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where we'll go as far as Dak takes us. So that to me is, I think I agree with what you're saying. Like, I think that is what he's saying, but it's just, there was an opportunity to say it's getting done. Like we're going to get it. And he didn't take it. Right. That's more, I'm not taking the national angle where the national angle is trying to say, like you see the ESPN headlines already this morning where it's like, you know, hasn't changed my mind about the future. And when you read that out of context and don't know what Jerry has consistently said about, oh, I want Dak to be here for the next decade. Yeah. You know, the pain in the ass in deciphering Jerry is, uh, I think a lot of times it, it's done on purpose by him. He did the same exact thing with McCarthy after the Washington game. 
And our interpretation of it ended up being, I believe, incorrect. When it sounded like he was leaving open the possibility that Mike was not safe. And then the absolute worst case scenario for McCarthy happened against Green Bay. And Jerry still brought him back. So Jerry is either uh, doing this stuff to make it a national talking point, And then he tells Dak or McCarthy, ha, ah, watch this. Like, let's, let's just go ahead and have a little bit of fun with it. Or he's really thinking about it and then brings back that thought and possibility. Like he was maybe thinking that McCarthy could go. That that, I mean, that's a possibility that it was the case. Yeah. And he just decided against it. And right now he's like, look, we're going to pay Dak. But when I make this comment, it's going to own TV on a dead day in the middle of the week while we get ready for Super Bowl he prep. Is, I mean, he is forever the salesman. Like in everything that he says... You know, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta ask yourself: Are are you listening to the general manager or the owner of the team? And, yeah. And and you know, and if he's saying certain things that are promotional or salesmany or controversial, right? That's generally the owner, right? That like that, you know, that that was an owner take. If he if he says, you know, like Dak, like, we're Pres- gonna go all in. The all we're going all in, and that's the owner. Like Dak Prescott right now could know that Jerry Jones is going to pay him and give him his extension. And then Jerry goes and says all this stuff so that we're all talking about him. That would be, that would be very Jerry like. Yeah. I mean, but it's like you just suggested there where when he says things about McCarthy, well, maybe McCarthy like has an understanding of like, yeah, Hey, I'm just going out there doing this show. Don't worry about it. You know, that kind of thing. I can say with complete confidence that no, McCarthy has not known or, or felt that, behind the scenes whenever Jerry's gone out there and talked mm. is that 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 does catch him off guard when that happens yeah. and so I would imagine it's the same for Dak especially when Dak was caught off guard by oh you're trading for Trey Lance and nobody's gonna tell me until like here we are all right sweet like it, it is a consistent thing where I think Jerry says and and he has the right to say this Jerry goes it stops with me I am I am the boss I don't have to run anything by any of you this is I I can do whatever I want here and so it's a a it's well within his right to do that. Is it necessarily the best thing for morale or other things? That's where you right. obviously get into right. a question. And Jerry tries to spin it as motivation. He felt this way about Amari Cooper. You know, we were, we were talking about this. I think it's long enough uh, from now that uh, no one could prove it was on or off the record. Oh, this is, yeah, this is this is a segment I want to do into Go. the future. Uh, <laughs> we, we, Choppy and I talked about this. We want to do statute of limitations where we, like, yeah. enough time has passed. We're going to tell this story that we've been holding on to for a little what while. What did you just say? I, 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 I've said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Go on, Kent. <laughs> uh, I think that Jerry or people within the Cowboys thought that they could spark Amari Cooper a little bit, that they could get him going. When Mike Orvin would come on here, and kind of call out Amari, there's two ways to take it, right? Jerry views it as he is a motivator. And we're taking it as you're disrespecting and ticking off your head coach and your quarterback. And and a lot of fans, I got a tweet from Matolo saying, I like that they're all walking on pins and needles now. They don't deserve anything else. I like it. Uh, they don't deserve to be comfortable. Comfortable got them their ass kicked with another humiliating, embarrassing playoff performance. It just depends on which way. You know, some people... Need a smack on the rear end, and some people need a pat on the back. And Everyone's different. And Jerry, in a lot of these instances, right? Like, for me, I'm self-motivated. Like, I don't need you. Ooh, I don't yeah. need your little motivational tactics. Like, save it for someone else. Save it for someone who's lazy, doesn't care. 
Uh, and Jerry, I think, views it as like, hey, there's nothing wrong with giving them a little extra drive and motivation and bulletin board material. And some people take offense to it. Yeah. I, yeah he I'm, thought wrong on Amari. That's for sure. He thought <laughs> well, wrong. Griff I, I don't, Tannen, I don't think, I don't, would say, you're not wrong, dude. I, I don't think Amari took it the wrong way, though. Like, I, I think Amari would have been happy to stay here and continue to perform whatever else. It's just you... You thought wrong if you thought that, like, he wasn't already invested, I think. I, I think you misinterpreted what his level of investment was because he just, he doesn't act the way a normal. Very zen-like. In, yeah, he doesn't act the way a normal intense competitor does. But he Cerebral. is one. Yeah. But it's just he's he's a lot more to himself about it. Amari was very competitive, sometimes with his own coaches, and then it caused problems here where, you know, that that can happen. He wants to know. Amari didn't just want to know, hey, I, this is the instruction to do it. Amari wanted to know why, because I think yeah. I know that this is wrong. One of Jerry's favorite words is ambiguity. That's how he treats a lot of these topics with the media. He he, he he loves to use ambiguity to have all of us guess nine different ways so it creates nine different topics, and the Dallas Cowboys are able to go ahead and profit and capitalize despite not getting it done on the field. Nobody has ever lived in the gray more than Jerry. Yep. Jerry loves the gray. That's where it is. Uh, now, if he does decide, hey, we're done here, eventually, when this contract runs out, we're done with Dak Prescott, or if Dak Prescott decides, I'm tired of this, I don't want to stay around here or, or whatever else. If, if for some reason a divorce is there, you can take that same money and a couple extra bucks, apparently, and invest in Baker Mayfield if you like. I mean, he's a playoff winner. <laughs> Boy, this is significant, though. Joel Corey, who is great salary cap expert that CBS Sports uses. We've had him on here before. Former NFL agent uh, and a guy who still has good connections across the league and has really consistently, either he knows exactly what agents will think and how teams approach and so he's gotten really good at guessing numbers or he's still got the connections to give him a tip off of what people are asking for and things like that because his level of consistency of projecting out what people are going to get is really really strong so he wrote an article the other day about how the bucks are looking to you know work this baker mayfield contract which is something we've talked about here of like what do you do do you like just do a year do you do multiple years how do you approach it how much do you pay him uh, so in this article that he writes about, he starts talking about maybe you take a Derek Carr approach, you do a few different years, whatever else. But he said that his expectation is that Baker Mayfield's side is going to ask for north of Daniel Jones's forty million dollars annually. Michael Lombardi brought and, this yeah. up for Fields. Forty million is what Dak is making right now. So if Dak stays on that contract, Baker Mayfield gets this. It is completely possible Baker Mayfield is making more annually yeah. than Dak heading into next year. Mm. Well, he should get more than Daniel Jones. I think he's a better player than Daniel Jones. Baker. Baker. Yeah. Uh, so I have no problem with that. The, the issue is Daniel Jones should be making that kind of money, and that's yep. going to throw everything off. But I mean, th- but this is also, is this not part of why it doesn't really matter what you pay these guys if you pay them high? Because eventually they're going to be at the bottom anyway. That's why I view it that way, where I'm just like, just go ahead and do it. Like, knock it out and... But the Cowboys would view it from that perspective as they say, market prices are always going up. It's always going to reset. So it does not matter how long we wait on it. Because like, when we pay it, it's going to get, it's going to become old in two years anyway. So it doesn't matter if we wait. What's Kirk going to get this year? Golf question. is up for a, uh, an extension. Like they're going to probably extend him. Like what's, what's his number going to be? Like that, that, that's going to play into it. That, that, I mean, those two guys 
Their number probably has way more impact on Dak. What's Trey Lance going to get, you know? Shut up. <laughs> Below the Below. bell right here on Sean, RJ, and Roberto. Truckwork.com text line is always open. Special shout-out to the YouTube and Twitch viewers. Man, y'all have been giving us, like, crazy, crazy Baker Mayfield-like numbers. Used to be the other shows might get into the Dak numbers. But we're getting Baker Mayfield-type numbers from YouTube and Twitch. So thank y'all. Crushing it. <laughs> Crushing it. All right, final hour of the Hump Day edition. Okay. Choppy has already picked out the next quarterback of the Cowboys with Michael Penix. Now he has the next head coach. Plus, Tom Brady on pushing Greg Olson right off the cliff <laughs> after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 